Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle have won. Uh, anyway, now we are on to the uh, final eight teams, the deep dive into the top 30 or their top squads in general. We have, this year is our year, the great New Zealand Warriors. Average age of their second row is 25. Average experience is 39. Average age of their props is 25. Average experience is 58. Hooker. Average age is 21. Total experience, uh, sorry, average experience is 23. Lock, average experience is 91. Average age is 27. Fullback, uh, average age is 23. Um, uh, Sorry, average age is 21. Average experience is 23. Wing, uh, there's four players there. Average age is 22. Average experience is 40. Centers, average experience is 56. Average age is 23. Halves, average age 27. Uh, Average experience, 128. I like that. Um, thoughts on the Warriors squad going into 2022? I actually really like their squad. I think they've built really well over the last few years. Um, I think Phil Gould and Peter O'Sullivan did a really good job building this side they've got. Sean Johnson comes in as the the chef's kiss. I'm so excited to see him. <clears throat> I know he's been there before, but they're two different guys. Mm. Two vastly different footballers. Playing style, mentally, oh, everything. Everything, everything. He's like, like oh, I would put SJ and Christian Walsh as sort of like voices of the players right now. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I've been so impressed with the character arc of Sean Johnson mm. over the last few years, and I can't wait to see him back there. How good would it be their first game back in New Zealand with SJ in the seventh? Oh, and they get the win. Yeah, unreal. Far out. Unreal. Yeah, I, I totally agree, man. He, his ability to... To come through the other side of just absolute insurmountable pressure and and uh, not backlash from the fans, but there was a period there where just he was just getting hammered. You spoke about the roller coaster of players. Like remember when he debuted twenty eleven? Oh, yeah. superstar couldn't do a thing wrong. Then yeah. it was five years of absolute trash. He went to Cronulla. People gave it to him. He killed it there. Yep, he's probably an injury away from winning a Daly M. Realistically, yeah, especially that. That when he did his Achilles, was it? Was it his Achilles? Was it 19 did? or 20? I think it was 20. Against the Raiders, I think yeah. he... And they, they probably would have made the finals if he was still playing. They were winning the game, weren't they? And then he... Anyway. Um, no, I, I'm with you. I, I think the only thing that hurt him at the Sharks was injury. Yeah, it's uh, the only thing that hurt him. Outside of that, he was playing some really mature footy. Now, I, I've got so much respect for a guy like SJ because how many times have we seen a young superstar come in, kill it, then the, the weight of negativity that, you know, if they have a few bad years, just absolutely decimates their com- confidence. 
SJ has managed to not only completely change his game because his body clearly can't, you know, do the stuff that it did when he was younger. He's managed to become a good, solid, almost foundational laying seven. Like he lays foundations for for his team and his club. If he can stay injury free, they're a, they're a different side. They they truly are. And and I love that he's gone back to New Zealand. I think that's the best way for him to end his career is with the Warriors. And I think that because he's been through so much, he will be able to help guys like Reese Walsh, um, you know, all the young fellas coming through, even Chanel to an, to an extent. Um, yeah, I think it's such a good signing. Just, he should have, I wish he never left. And I know that it was because, you know, the club kind of moved him on rather than him wanting to leave. But he's the kind of guy that when you talk about how do we compensate clubs so they can keep players as one club players, you wish he would have stayed at the, the, the Warriors forever. In saying that, the growth that he had... Yeah, he's not the Cronulla. same bloke if he stays for me. Yeah, so, so you, you, could argue, you could argue that the, the getting away was the best thing. Um, but, you know, it would have been good to see him be a one-club player. Would have been good. Yeah, I, I think what you mentioned there, the impact on Maurice Walsh is going to be sensational. Mm. I can't wait to watch these two play alongside each oh. other. It's going to be so exciting. Yeah. I, I, I can't wait to see it. And, you know, I, I know people think it's ridiculous, but if... The Warriors win a comp in the next two years. Letting Sean Johnson go will be one of the best moves they ever made. Yeah, they bring sure. back a new guy. Yeah, oh, totally. Even if they, you know, make the finals and you know go a little bit deep into the finals, you know, they get to a a prelim or something. You could argue that it was the best decision they ever made. Like, I love too that, like from what I've gathered, he was almost signed and sealed to go to Canterbury. Yeah, Gus Gould nearly got him there. Pretty much, I, I think he was going. Yeah. I think he was just about done, and then. He got in contact with the Warriors and was sort of like, from what I've gathered, I don't Actually, care. Actually, no, sorry. I think it was Gus that got him to the Warriors, I think, if I recall correctly. Uh, yeah, Gus had actually, that, that timeline lines up. Yeah, yeah, but I'm pretty sure he was going to Canterbury. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he was going to Canterbury. Matt Burton, SJ? Would have been... Uh, mate, can, can you imagine the conversation we're having about Canterbury if you put S. John, Sean Johnson to that side? Do they get Reed Marnie, though, if that he goes? Can they afford him? Probably not, but... Yeah. SJM, Burton. You get a premier halfback to partner with Burton. Yeah. I would... Yeah. Anyway, he's at the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. I think he's going to do very well. I love the Warriors squad. Um, I love their forwards. So, like, mate, if you have a look at that list of, the, of their second rowers and their front rowers, Katoa, Curran, Sirinan, Murdoch, Masilla, Murchi, Fanua, Blake, Lodge, Afoa, Penne, Jackson Fry. We don't even have UNA. I think we've got UNA can in the centres because he, he's going to be a there forward now. now. He's, he's a forward now, yeah. yeah. Like, that is stacked. Mm. I've been so impressed with Bailey Siren and Ben Bernock Masilla's been great. They're, they're not going to be in the starting pack. Josh Curran's improvement oh. was so massive last year. And I just loved the way he played, just ripped and teared every single game. And it was kind of like one of those situations where you saw him play. We see it all the time. Like this, this guy comes in and he plays like five, six good games. And you're like, oh, look at this little fucking ripper and tear up. But then he goes a bit quiet. But he just kept getting better. And better and better. I watched Josh Curran a few years ago playing reserve grade. And yeah, maybe it's a blight on me, but I honestly did not think he was that special. Yeah. I, I, I didn't think he'd last in first grade that long. What he did last year was incredible. Yeah. Unbelievable. I, I, I think that with him and you and Aiken, I think they're both going to suit Sean Johnson so well too. Yeah. Ash Taylor is the other one that stands yeah, out for me. Yeah, no, Ash Taylor. Well, I, just, just quickly on that four pack though. I don't know Blake. <laughs> The quality of his front row performances are so high. And if he was playing, I mean, when he was at Manly, he was becoming a big deal. But if he was still playing in Australia, he would be, you know, constantly talked about top three forward. You know, every stint he has is, is such an elite level of, of, of footy. 
Um, I really like what he's doing at the, the Warriors. Matt Lodge as well. I, I, I still think Matt Lodge has, has got a bit in him like, in the sense of a bit of improvement. I think that like obviously everything he's been through and you know the negative things that he's done and recovered from, I don't think the Broncos was probably the best environment for him. It was because it's... At it, that time. It was, yeah. yeah, at that time. Now it would be different. But it was so toxic these last few years. The Broncos, like, I don't know how any of those got like the men- the mental space those boys would have been in would have been so tough because it was so bad there. Whereas I think going to the Warriors is is going to take like don't get me wrong, he lost his head in one of those last games. Um, I just think that he's going to mature a, a quite a lot over in New Zealand and also out of sight in New Zealand, no distractions. You're just there to get a job done. I, I think that pairing. And then you're bringing Bunty off the bench. And then Aaron Penne is obviously in Storm. Penne is the one to watch. Yeah, could be anything. When you look at that bench and you go, so you go Fenor Blake, Matt Lodge starting. You've got Bunty and, uh, Bunty and Penne on the bench. That's, it's a strong forward pack. And then you've got Sirinan that may make the bench. You've got uh, Atkin, uh, Ewan that will probably be on the edge. You've got Curran that will probably be... Would you play Curran at 13 and Harris at, at uh, 12 or 11? I was just looking at their side. Obviously, Tohu's out for the first half of the season. Yep. He's got his ACL. So, I, I would... I, I think when Tohu's in the team, I think Murdoch Masilla becomes a middle. I think okay. he sort of drops back to that other side. 13's an interesting one. You know, the other thing with this side is that they're going to have Ash Taylor at six, I think. Could you... You know, Chanel Harris-Tavito, he's a tough little bastard. Could you could you move him into the 13 jersey just to get him in the team? Oh, I don't, man. He is tough. I just don't know the size. Like if I'm yeah. if I'm an opposing forward pack, I'm just oh boys run at run at Chanel. Like yeah, run at Chanel. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. for example, the first few sets he'll hold his own, but when he gets fatigued and he's got big, big mm. boys running at him, I know what you mean though. Like the di- the dynamic I want him element. In the team somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also the dyn- the dynamic element he could bring to their attack, connecting between SJ Ash Taylor, Reese Walsh would be pretty incredible. Yeah, but based on what we saw last year, I would love to have Josh Curran at 13. But, mate, I just thought he was so good on an edge. Mm. It's hard not to... So what, you keep Tavega to, to at, at 13? Mate, that's how, I, I'm, I don't know if I've got a spot for Jazz, and he's the toughest bloke in the football team. Mm. Mate, I, I love him in defence, and I love the attitude he brings. It's just the ball playing that with the modern yeah. game. I, I, that's why I say, like, I feel like Curran probably has a little bit better yeah, ball playing. Yeah. And I feel like... They've got enough big boppers to run those edge plays. I don't know. It'd be interesting. The good thing is they've got options. Got so many options. So many options. I mean, Tohu Harris, their best <laughs> forward, is out for the first season. And I've got to tell you, I'm not overly worried. They'll even be though, okay. Even, even though, though he's, he's a gun. He is yeah. like so underrated. It's criminal. Yes. Yeah. He's like so underrated. It's criminal. But you're, you're right. Like it's not, it's not like last season you could almost be like, oh shit. Whereas like they've just developed such a good forward pack over the last couple of years. Uh, Reese Walsh, I think, is going to be fantastic. Uh, you look at their outside backs. Look, that, that's probably like one area where they had been always so dominant is they'd always have good wingers mm-hmm. and these kind of like almost the best wingers in the comp. Now, you know, with Tani Zalesniak, you know, on his day, can be one of the better wingers. Do you feel that their wings aren't as... Exp- now, they've got a couple of really good young fellas, but we haven't seen them kill it. Um, I think the guy at the bottom of that list, I think the last name is pronounced Vaele. Yep. I think he's going to be something special. Okay. I, know, I know Peter O'Sullivan was very keen on him when he got him. Yep. Um, I also think Rocco Berry. I love Rocco. the surface with him. I love yep. Rocco Berry. He, he has got real ability. And I think it's great they've got DWZ there too. 
Yeah. Man, oh, it's just these errors. Like, if you could just mm. cut the errors out of his game. Like, he runs he's absolutely he runs so hard. He always gets through so much work. Um, I think he's going to have a good year. I think he's going to have a good year. Especially with SJ there now. Yeah. There's not much better real estate than the right wing outside of SJ. Yeah. That's where you want to be. I think DWZ is in for a big season. You're right, there are errors in him, but... Fuck, I reckon he's the last back in rugby league I want running at me. Oh, and, and the, the good thing about a guy like Dallin is he's not going to cut it ever. Ever. There's very, very rare games where, you know, he's not having a crack. You can fix the errors. You can, it's all just concentration. That's honestly, errors from outside backs in tackles is, you know, it's, sometimes you're going to get hit perfectly and you're going to drop the ball. That, that is, you know, given, especially when you run as hard as Dallin. But most of the time, errors with outside back, it's just a lack of concentration. It's that split second where you stop thinking about carrying the ball. Um, so I think Dallin can fix that. He's only 26. Well, that's the other thing I love about him. You're right. He could take the first eight hit-ups and drop all eight of them. He's going to take the ninth one. Yeah. Yep. He just – I do love that about him. Interesting, interesting. Do you think Reese Walsh, second-year syndrome, or do you think he, he, he propels forward? With SJ there, I'm a lot more confident. Mm. If SJ wasn't there, I'd – I love Reese Walsh, so I will. I'm, I'm openly biased because I'm a huge fan of him. Um, I, I actually think that, and in a weird way, him getting in trouble at the end of the season oh, will the best be the thing best thing to ever happen to him. The negative for me, and it's not Reese Walsh's fault, um, he's shown a tendency to bite back at a lot of niggle. And so, you know, when you're an NRL team, you identify this and you go, yep. Oi, Tony Carroll, fucking have a crack at that bloke. And it's, you just send your dogs after him. So he's got to find a way to realise he is going to be battered. And you know who handled that kind of shit last year really well? Sam Walker. Mm. He would constantly get battered, but he never really engaged in, in the niggle of it. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, it's, it's, it's double-edged sword. You want Reese Walsh yeah. competitive. You want him fucking jumping in there and, and yipping and yahooing and all that kind of stuff. But I think the coach has got to sit him down and be like, mate... This season, you are going to get targeted so much. You're fucking such a good player. You're, you're a good sort. You're a pretty boy. You've got the world at your feet. If there was a person that God created for mongrel footy players to fucking want to niggle, yeah. it's Reese Walsh. A pretty boy, that's a superstar. So that's, I feel like in this season, he's just got to... It's going to happen. You've got to accept your fate. You're going to get niggled. You're going to have late shots. You're going to get players grabbing your jersey, pulling you behind, stepping on your fingers, all that kind of stuff. Now, look, I was nowhere near as fucking... Uh, definitely not as good looking as Reese. that's fucking for sure. I was about to mention that. Oh. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, it's almost offensive to put the same sentence. <laughs> but even, even me, when I was coming through, people would say, fuck, you know... The similar things. They would step my fingers. They would niggle me because I, I was seen as not like a rough footy player. Mm. Um, I mean, I know, Guru, I know you look like I know I look like a fucking hard cunt. I know I look fucking tough, but I'm actually not. Um, no, nah, but so and it was just something I had to deal with. But but he also, I mean, there was moments last season where front rowers had hit Chad Townsend after a kick, and he'd run back and have a crack at him. Like, yeah, it he, wasn't even them annoying him. Yeah, he but just he just got to not engage yeah, that because yeah. it's a target on his back. Then yeah, then it's sure. like bruh, like it, it just. That's not your role in the team. Um, and it's actually, it's actually more mentally tough to disengage from that. Uh, so put it this way. If you're Melbourne Storm, you're niggling the fuck out of him. Like you, every, every chance you get, just piss him off. Like, and, so, um, and that's all part and parcel of becoming a superstar. Like yeah. this, is, this is me 
saying that in the hope that Reese Walsh does go to another level. Um, and I think, I think he will. I think he will. Just don't engage with the, the rough stuff. That's what you've got Jazz for. That's what you got uh, Adam Fenua Blake for. I fight my way out of a brown paper bag, but <laughs> if I had Adam Fenua Blake behind me, I would That's fight what I mean. anyone. Everyone's got different roles, yeah. roles in the side. And, and you, can't, you can't have your, your superstar, your gun, the guy that breaks games open, mentally clouded with rage. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, again, I, I, look, I'm not comparing myself to Reese. I'm just saying with my experience coming through, it was just something that, I, of course, I wanted to, you know, bite back and, you know, whatever. You just got to disengage from it. I mean, I remember, I remember prelim, so I was playing, you know, really well against the Storm um, in a semi-final. And, and Cam Smith to this day says is one of his favourite games of all time because it was crazy. It's when Gregan scored at the end and knocked us out 2008. Um, and I was playing really well. So guess what Mick Crocker did? Just fucking head-hired me. <laughs> Knocked me out. Like, pretty... Like, and that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's, that's what you've got to deal with as a, as a smaller, nippy guy that doesn't look that tough. And that's where the Sean Johnson influence will yeah, be great for him. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, it's funny. Like, even, even watching it to this day, it was just such a blatant head-high. And, and because I'm pretty sure earlier in the game, I'd scored a try through, through Crocker... Mm. And so, yeah, he just said, I took a scoot. And then I, I took one scoot and made a lot of meters. The next scoot, he just said, fuck it. Pulse. I think I'd rather a bust than Mick Crocker. Oh, man. Me. But you know what? That's footy. He did his job. Like, I wasn't, I, I got up. What's funny is, like, today, I would have been off the field. <laughs> back in 2008, Lockyer, you can literally see him picking me back, like, up by the back of my shirt, my, my like, collaring me like that. And I'm like, Bleh. And he just, like, <laughs> sends me back out to the wing. <laughs> um... But that's just footy, man. That's footy. You know, it's not, not the same anymore. But that's, you know, Crocker's the enforcer. Remember when Crocker almost killed Brett Stewart in that grand final? Ooh. Good God. Good God. Um, but but that, that's, there's certain roles in the team that you can play and, you, and you've got to allow your big mm. dogs to do that. Yeah. You know, Adam's going to protect you. Jazz is going to protect you. Disengage. You can keep niggling me all you want. I'm going to score points and, and get, the, get the job done. So hopefully um, that happens. Outside of that, he's just... He's so silky. Remember his debut against the Melbourne Storm? Certainly do. Two tries. And yeah, he had one or two errors. But like, and, and, and yeah, he deba- debuted probably too early. Um, but still, to have that silk against the Storm, very rare. I mean, look, how many tries did... Like, like Tommy was struggling to, to make... And that's Tommy Travojevic. And I'm not saying he's better, but you know what I mean. I think the other thing about that debut is you've got to remember, he spent the preseason at Brisbane. Yeah. He... He'd known the blokes at the Warriors for three or four weeks. Two tries this. He came on and moved Roger to the wing yeah. and played his best game against the Melbourne Storm, who tuck- are on their way to a record. I've got a tough question for you. If you could sign 10-year deal, Reese Walsh or Jaden Campbell, who would you sign? Um, I'd probably go... I'd probably go Reese because I've seen more of him. Yeah. Let's assume that Campbell would have continued playing. Let's say he played 20 games as well as he played his seven. Yeah, in saying that, uh, we've said it a few times, I love that Jaden plays his best football against the best teams. Best but teams. so does Reese. Yeah, so to Reece. be fair. Yeah. Um, the thing that I love about Reese, and I've said it before to you, is that when the game's on the line, he wants the ball 100%, in his hands. 100%, totally. He, he, no matter, uh, you know, it was that game against, I think it was Brisbane. It was in Brisbane. 
Against Tigers, I think. Bro, he couldn't have hit the side of a bus with a football that mm. day. But when the game was on the line, he still wanted the ball. Totally. He I, was, love I love that about him. Yep. It's going to win him more games and he loses Same him. with Sam Walker. Similar situation. Yeah. Um, in answer to your question, I've got no idea. Yeah. Tough call, eh? What would you do? I know you, you love both. I honestly don't know. Give me another year. We'll ask the question after a year. Can't believe you fucking asked me. <laughs> That's why I was asking it because I don't know. But like the thing that scares me about the Campbell thing, he's got that Campbell blood in him. Yeah, and that Campbell blood is something else. We forget Preston Campbell, how good that guy was. Um, but anyway, uh, good signs for Queensland. Good signs for Queensland. Do you consider trying to get Reese Walsh in the Queensland side this year? Where? You got, you'll have Munster at six. I assume you'll have KP at one. Mm. Could you play him at 14, maybe? Yeah. I think you bring him in a squad, mm. no matter what. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if he'll be... I mean, he's only one injury away from yeah. being in that conversation. Do you reckon, like... I felt like it just seemed weird that he went into camp and then he did his hammy, he didn't play. It's fucking strange. It was bizarre. It's it, very Queensland. Very, very strange. But, and that, but then he didn't play for the Warriors that week, so that kind of made me think, oh, maybe he did, but it was only one week. And I was like... It's your origin debut. It seemed like Queensland going, there's a game here, but look over here. There's yeah. all this shit going on. That's what here. I thought. And, yeah. and maybe, and again, I'm probably thinking too deep into it and, and whatever. But I, I truly thought it was, we were under the pump. We had so much drama going on. Let's get the kid in here, Wonderboy, create a bit of drama, misdirect, misdirect, take the pressure off Queensland. Um, who who played fullback when he was ruled out? Who? Oh, man. Was it, uh, was it Brimson or not? No. No, it was because uh, Brimson Sorry, got injured. Mate, he put you under the pump yeah. there. Brimson got injured game one. Oh, no. Brimson was already injured. Oh, KP. oh man. Who Brimson f- played the year before when the series was at the end Who of. Who did the play year? fullback? It wasn't Cam Munster. What, was he brought in to play fullback or was he going to be like on the bench or no, something? No, I think it was fullback because KP was injured. Because remember how KP was kept trying yeah, to come back I'm and then it kept a extending? I'm blank on who their one was. Valentine Holmes. Val. Yeah, okay. Yep. Valentine Holmes, pretty sure. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, Big uh, call to bring Reese Walsh in when you have got Val. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I don't. I, yeah, I'm not confident in saying that was all. Straining your hammy yeah, mid-season. Very, you're a young 18 year old. 19, boy. 18. Yeah. Never had hammy issues. You you don't have a lot of muscle mass. What kind of training were you doing to strain your hammy? And you're only out for a week. And I saw no signs of it for the rest of the season. And also, I, there was no images of him limping off with ice. Like, no, you dodgy look, bastards. There is no I don't doubt know. about. Maybe that. I'm too conspiratorial. Maybe I'm a crazy person. Maybe I need to wear a tinfoil hat. Um, but it did seem a bit, uh, a bit strange. Now, uh, on to now. Look, this is uh, this is a tough gig. I, th- I think the Cowboys have a great roster. There's just something that's scaring me for this year for them. I hope Townsend can be the leader that they need in the middle. But let's go through their squad. Uh, We've got uh, second row. Average experience, 38. Average age, 22. Wow. Prop. Average experience, 49. Average age, 25. Hooker. Average age, 26. Uh, Granville puts that up a bit. If you take Granville out, you've got two 23-year-olds, which is 23. And if you take... Cohen Hess out of the second row, which I'm pretty sure he's going to play middle. Your average age of 22 goes down to about 20, and your average games goes from 38 to probably 25. To Wow. Um, Locke, Jason Tamalolo, I think he's a front rower now. Uh, sorry, he always Locke. has been a front rower. Yeah. 
The front row playing in a 13 jersey. Yep. Uh, 25.5 is the average age of the locks. Uh, I think in today's game, you've got to play Cotter there. You've got to play Cotter there. Um, we've spoken. I think we spoke about this last I think year. he'll play Origin this year. You I reckon? think he'll be a real smoky. Wow. It's a big if call. If they play him at 13. Big I don't know if it is a big call to be honest. Like, if you've watched him play, he's an absolute weapon. He's just been injured. He has got... Or- he's... Someone messaged me the other day after... Origin over like Joy Arrow at 13. Oh, I probably wouldn't have him at 13. I'd probably have him on the bench. On the bench. Okay. But I, mate, I... Because he can cover quite a few positions. Yeah, yeah. He, can, he can play hooker. He can... He's... It's a big call. Big call, but you oh, know... It's a big call, but I mean... It's fair. It's not too crazy. You look at the crazy. depth of the Queensland pack. Yeah, it's, it's true. It seems like a bigger call than what it is when you yeah. actually write down the names. Yeah, fair call. Fair call. Um, let us know what you think of the comments section. Was that absolutely fucking outrageous? Has Gurio <laughs> gone off his fucking head or what? Um, no, no, it's a, it's, it's Clip a, it up, Matty. Clip it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but in, in a year's time. So fuck, you know what's funny is uh, I had a similar situation uh, a couple of years ago. Start of the year, I was like, I, I wrote a, you know, a little thing about Lindsay Collins. I was like, if he keeps playing like this, he'll play Origin. Got pizzled in the comments section. Ended up playing Origin. Um, Got the receipts. You know, but you know, it's like, I, I actually, I like, if, if people um, engage and like totally disagree, here's my reasons. I, I, I really enjoy that because there's, pl- there's so many fans out there that have such a deep knowledge of the game that isn't appreciated. Yep. Sometimes I feel like the, the, our game or the NRL or whatever doesn't really respect how much of the game the fans really do know. Uh, I, I'm telling you right now, as an ex-NRL player, there are fans out there that have a better understanding of the game. I'm not talking about ins and outs, running lines, of the game, than, you know, a lot of NRL players. Considering the amount of... Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. Information that all NRL players get from video sessions and everything. Yeah. yeah. The gap between some of them and players is alarming. At yeah, times. absolutely. Um, even, even okay, a perfect example is when we said, when someone was saying, uh, why are you not worried about the Sharks uh, with their half, but you're worried about the Knights and they don't have a half? Now, obviously, we still disagreed, but it was a really good point. Like, yep. it, you know, no. it was a really good point. So a lot of fans out there have some fucking great chat that I really do enjoy uh, engaging with. Now, um, not fans of me, fans of footy. Fuck, I hate the, hate the words like, like bloke in a bar fans. Like, it's just like, like no, you're not, you're just, we're just the boys, you know what I mean? And the girls, we're just a crew. We're a crew together, loving footy together. Um, fullback, uh, average age is 23. Um, average, Valentine Holmes is still only 26 years old. That's outrageous. And uh, he's actually come out and said that he wants to play centre. So you can almost guarantee him. So I actually think he could be a real fucking good centre. Yeah, he could be. I just But he's one of the best wingers in the cop. He's the best. <laughs> he was the best fullback at one point. He's been best winger every time he plays for the last seven years. Now he's playing centre. Mm, that's a good point. I, and I, I think he can do well there. Hopefully they give him a licence just to roam. Mm. But You know what's uh, insane? Such is a if, weird career. If you put Valentine Holmes back on the wing, he becomes the best winger in the comp again. Straight away. Like other than Brian Toto, you just he almost like 
what he was doing on on the edge for Queensland and for Australia and for the Sharky, like yeah, it's 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 really interesting. Um, but I do think I do believe he could become a good good centre if he gets if if they utilize him correctly if, if he's just sitting out there defending and running shit lines like as in not him running shit lines but they're making him run the poor lines god it's hard for centers to dominate in teams that aren't going forward yeah i know it's and i i know that's the reality of this like if you told me about Holmes just playing center for queensland i'm worried yeah I, I don't want anything to deal with that but i don't know i just that's hard i don't know how you think Hamiso is ready for fullback Probably not, but he probably is the best player there. Yeah. Ideally, I would want to play Drinkwater there, but they don't have someone else to play 5'8". I think Dearden and Chad are probably a little bit too Drinkwater's similar. I think Drinkwater's like a fullback. He is a fullback. In fact, I looked at their website the other day. He is listed as a fullback. Fuck. I, I actually don't mind Drinkwater at a fullback, Hamiso and uh, Holmes as their centre, or... Hamiso as the center because like he's quite a big boy like mm. tall wise like when he fills out and he's quite electric like in 10 meter spaces um and if you went like an edge that was Hamiso Holmes and then felt on the other edge with drink water at the back I, I think that's quite a, a quite a potent edge I was thinking about the other day and we've said a few times that you know all their problems are solved if Mick Morgan is still playing rugby league oh, I was thinking about the other day could you imagine if Tamari Martin was still playing too like that's the other thing. They lost Thurston Morgan Tamare in three years. Yeah. Yeah. And Granville is, you know, even though he rips and tears every week, he, he has has struggled a bit the last couple of years. And he was such a key player in that, you know, he was one of the better players on the field for that grand final. Like mm. without Granville, their, their go forward is nowhere near what it was Mate, in 2010. There, there was a period of time last year where he was their best fullback and centre. He's that's a fucking hooker. Wild. Wild. He's a hooker that's coming. He's on the back nine of his career. Yeah, and, and and you know what? You know why he was one of their best. And I'm not to not to say that the other players weren't having a crack, but he was just having such a crack. He was having the biggest crack. Yeah, the biggest crack. Now, other players do have cracks, but you could just see that he just wanted to be in everything. He's 32. Um, crazy, crazy. Uh, so interesting. I, fuck, I just feel like their squad is. Um, oh, sorry, we'll keep going through it. Wing. Um, the wing. Their average age is 23. Average experience 47. Uh, center average age is twenty five. Average experience is um, eighty. I actually think Hiku is Hiku is a great pickup. Mm. He's such a fucking good player. Halves. I've got Dearden, Chad Townsend, Ben Hanton, and Scott Drinkwater. I have average age twenty six. Average experience is ninety eight. I <clears throat> I look at their squad and it just seems a little bit unbalanced. Like it just there's something about it that I feel is going to take a year or two to click and put in put like for example. Their back line, outside of felt, you could argue they have no specialists in each position. Mate, I'm looking at their halves and their centres. I would argue in their halves, Drinkwater, Hampton, Townsend, did, and their best halves player for me is in half. Look mm. at their centres. Val, Lume Lume, Hiku, Arcee. Their best centre, Val Holmes, isn't a centre for me. Mm. It's a very, it's a weirdly balanced squad, and I, I don't think... I don't think their recruitment or anything has been poor. I think they've just ended up in an awkward situation. They've been really unlucky. They have been unlucky, yes, without a doubt. Because they were banking on Michael Morgan playing for the next five years. Yeah. Um, and you, and what's crazy is... You Which put so Michael, they should have. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And what's crazy is you put Michael Morgan in this side, all of a sudden... Drinkwater's a fullback. Drinkwater's yeah, fullback. Townsend, Townsend and Morgan are great. You, yeah. you, put, put, you put Townsend at seven, Michael Morgan at six. He gets back to his running game, which is his, probably his best thing. Morgan would be more suited to rugby league now 
than he was for the first 10 years of his career. Hey, if anyone wants to fucking watch a bit of rugby league porn, go watch 2017 Michael Morgan final series. It was some of the best halves footy I've ever seen in my life. It was a la Milford 2015. Uh, he was just unbelievable. And who can forget, who was the man? You know, I've told this story before, but some listeners may uh, not have remembered because you just don't care about me and you don't listen to my stuff, so whatever. Actually, you know what? I'm not telling a story now. <laughs> anyway, so you know um, Michael Morgan. I thought I was back home. <laughs> Proceed. My misses all the time. So you fucking love me. I'm like, are you serious? I say it every day. And I hug you every day. I kiss you every day. Fuck. Um, uh, anyway. Uh, fuck. Is this a rugby league podcast or a fucking therapy session? Just blokes talking about their misses and everything they go through at home. Um, but anyway, so Michael Morgan, that flick pass, what's really interesting is, so they were doing the, all through the week, they were obviously training. And he was he kept he kept training and uh, you know one hand out and flicking out the back one hand out flicking out the back. Anyway, Matt Scott walked over and said, "Mate, if you're not going to do it in a game, don't train it because you're doing it out of your bad, bad hand and you're never going to flick out of your bad bad hand." Anyway, so it gets into the game. Guess what happens? One of the it is one of the most underrated, underappreciated grand final plays of all time. I personally, this might sound outrageous, I put it up with the Scott Sattler tackle. I put it up near the Benji Marshall flick pass. That's how big of a player it was, in I my opinion. I put it number one. I put it with Joey. It He's was, yeah, Joey, Manly, uh, down the short side. It, I put it up there. I don't know if I put it number one, but I just don't think, like, we never get, we never talk really about it that much. Whereas we talk about Benji, we talk about Joey, we talk about Sattler, um, and rightly so. They were incredible plays. The, the defensive line shot up on Thurston. He flicked it out the back. Morgan got it standing still with his entire attacking line in front of him. He had to run in front of them to put them on side. And they had numbers. With a standing, with a line set. Like they had, Broncos had numbers as well. He was, he, 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 the timing and the ability out of your bad hand. I cannot tell you how hard it is to do it out of your good hand because he's left-handed. Mm. To do it out of your bad hand to, and to hold it just long enough to get Corey Oates to turn in, absolutely amazing. That's what I, you know, I've said that a few times on my podcast. People mention me go, oh, the defence was shit. It's like, the defence was shit because of the play he made. Yeah. The players, res- the defenders are responding to what Morgo did in that moment. Because Corey Oates is thinking, oh shit, Reed's about to miss this tackle and Morgan's going to slide over the line or potentially, like, it's very easy to watch a replay in slow-mo and go, why'd you fucking why'd turn you, in? Yeah. But, could you, let's imagine, let's imagine a world where he doesn't flick past and he slides over the line. Why, people be blowing up at Corey Oates. Why didn't you wrap the ball up? Why didn't you wrap the ball up? Um, now, now, look, hindsight's, you know, beautiful. You can say Reed was going to make that tackle. Mm. But in that split-second moment, um, very hard to have the nerve to go, I'm just going to trust Reed and not, you know. <laughs> After 80 minutes of a grand final. Yeah. I, I would argue with that play and people are going to lose their heads, but... <laughs> I would argue that that play, because Morgan gets it from a standing start, not if I play the ball, I have it equal with Joey's play, but at least Joey had that moment at dummy half where he could assess. Yeah. Well, Morgan just got the ball. The ball was going left. Morgan yeah. didn't even think he was going to touch the pill. Well, he, I think when he was on my podcast this was years ago, he was actually gassed like behind the play because he was gassed and he was done. Uh, and, and also, we, we forget, Thurston fended off Sam Thider. Yeah, I mean, I mean... It, Fucking breaks me hard to talk about it because it was. I thought we had that one. 
But that play was truly incredible. Like, and from also from a player that's not a noted offloader. We're not talking about Kurt Gidley. We're not talking about, um, you know, Mark Gaznia. Yeah. We're talking about Michael Morgan, who flicking out of a bad hand. And just a few young players that I really like. Uh, Hillam um, Lukey, I think he's a gun. I love his attitude. He's a big boy, athletically gifted. I thought he brought a lot of uh, energy to the team. Uh, Jeremiah Nanai only played four games, but I thought he was really impactful. Yeah, everyone that I talk to from the Cowboys is raving about this guy. So I haven't seen a heap of him, to be honest with you. I watched his, I think it was his debut, and he wasn't the biggest or strongest, but he just had that ability to be in the right space, the Mm. right time, break tackles, blind breaks, good footwork. Um, Really, really like, uh, I really like him. And and Hillam Lukey as well, I think he's fantastic. I like the winger too, uh, Tuolagi. Yes, yes. I actually thought they should have picked him in Queensland. It wouldn't have been a bad shout, yeah. Um, if I recall correctly, I, fuck, it's, there's so much footy you don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, I thought he was really good. Um, Kyle Felt, talk about underrated wingers that just... If he's not one of the, the, the best clutch finishers in the game, I'm not here. If you, if you watch Cowboys footy, and I, and I know that he's had this last season, he had some up and down games. But if you watch Cowboys footy, the amount of games he has won for them with tries on like the buzzer or, you know... It, I, I would argue maybe in the comp, he's probably the most clutch. He's got a knack for it. Yeah, he's yeah. just there. Like whether it's a crossfield Shock bomb. Shock he scored the grand final try. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's definitely up there with, with the best uh, clutch wingers in the game. Um, and I almost feel like if he was at a Sydney club, he'd almost be a bit more appreciated. Um, kind of like he's a lesser underappreciated person than... Uh, I know, I know he struggled in Origin this year, but everyone struggled in that first game, yep. so I don't think you'd hold against him. But he's kind of like a lesser version of Daniel Tupu. Tupu. I think, I think Tupu was like, honestly, one of the greatest wingers we've ever seen. He's just so quiet and humble and respectful. He's got three premierships. Anyway, we'll get to the Roosters. Um, look, I, I feel sorry for Peyton. I thought I had... I just... And I, and I, I know I'm repeating myself, but I just feel that Peyton went in with a very strong, like... I'm going to bring in my culture and everyone's getting on board. And if you don't get on board, I don't want to hear it. And I think that the, the whole Taumalolo thing last year, it just, I think that with a more experienced Peyton, he may realise, and again, this is all assumptions because like, I don't know what the inner workings was, but maybe, so, but what Wayne does really well is Wayne does have double standards. Like if you're a rookie, you get on board. You don't go out during the week. You don't... Right. If you're the man, you're a gun, you get treated differently. And that's the way of the world. Um, and I, maybe Peyton did do that, but I, I do feel like he did. He was very like... Even in his post-press conference, did you see it where he was kind of... Um, he would kind of even single out Tamalolo. And it was, it was like he was trying to send a message to the rest of the, the team. doesn't matter who you are, get on board. But I felt like it was probably the wrong tactic. I felt like he should have used discretion around Tamalolo as... Not in his, you don't need to use him as an example. He's not the example guy, in my opinion. What you, was that? But at the feeling? exact same time, there's guys like Wayne, there's guys like Trent Robinson, Bellamy, who brain it from the start. The vast majority of coaches need to make mistakes and learn from it. Yeah, and he, for sure, you know, for sure. I, yeah, I, I think there's a lot. Did of Did you things. get that feeling though? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that he yeah, was trying yeah. to come in and say like, doesn't matter who you are, this is the new cowboy way, and he may have like bungled it a little bit where he was, you know, he was talking quite a lot about. You know, Tamalolo, when you look... I think there was one post-press conference where it was like, you know, yeah, you know, Tamalolo's great, but if you look at his defence, he didn't get off the line in this pertinent bit. I was like, bro, like, like that's your main guy. Like. And I think at the same time, 
you know, in Todd Payton's mind, I think that there's a world where that pr- approach can be successful. Absolutely. But totally it wasn't. Agree. Yeah. And I think now he needs to adjust. I And I know it's a little thing, but, you know, because you don't see anything out of North Queensland. Yeah. But just watching some of their training tapes and the way that he's interacting with players, it does seem to be a bit more of a happier... I agree. I, I felt the, the same thing looking yeah. at the content. And again, look, it's all, it's all smoke and mirrors. Smoke the but there does seem to be a vibe. Look, put it this way. It's similar to the Adam O'Brien situation. I felt like he came into the Knights... Mm with that Roosters culture and he just didn't realise, oh shit, like this is a different club with different values and, and not at the same level as, as, um, as we were at. And I, I'm not saying Peyton had that mentality, but, you know, for example, the Warriors, they may have been a more malleable squad for him because they didn't really have, like RTS is a different beast to Justin Tamalolo. Not in ability, they're both incredible. Um, so, yeah, I, I honestly thought, and I said at the start of last year, that Cowboys will be the biggest swing side. They'll either surprise everyone or they'll, they'll struggle. But I, I was still surprised that I thought I was a huge fan of Peyton. I still am a huge fan of Peyton. And I think he'll learn a lot from this year. Um, and I think he'll learn that you've you got to bend a little bit like because you're just dealing with so many personalities. Like even Bellamy, like people think he's a hard ass, but look how much he's bent for Cameron Munster, Brandon Smith. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, even, even, you know, Greg Inglis to an extent, like he, he wasn't the best trainer. Everyone knows that, but if like greatest outside back of all time. So like Bellamy, even if he has a reputation for being a hard ass, he still bends a bit for his stars. Yeah, and he's a, I remember talking to Brett White, um, last year and I spoke to him the week after they'd played Melbourne mm. and he said that he was talking to belly, belly ache after the game and, you know, guys were coming up behind belly and slapping him on the ass <laughs> and, stuff. Yeah. And, and Brett White just said to him flat stick. You would have punched me out if I did that in yeah. 2007, and he sort of laughed and went, "Yeah, it's sort of it is what it is, sort yeah, of thing." Now, like it's now. changed, um, and I would argue that I don't think there's ever been a harder time to be a coach of uh, a not top four team. Yeah, totally. It's tough. It's tough. You have to come in. And and Peyton's old school. That's a very thing. old school. Like you watch Peyton play, so like, one Peyton, of the toughest. People forget because Todd didn't play Origin and stuff. Yeah. He was tough as nails, and yeah. he had a, a good skill set to him. Hundred percent. He, he would actually be really good in today's game. He'd be game. mad today. Yeah, absolutely. He'd be their lock forward today. Yeah, yep. And so I think that like Peyton had that old school kind of mentality that it's so hard. And this is, again, I'm a big fan of Peyton and I, th- yeah. I think he'll turn it around. I just think that they were a few of the errors that, uh, in my opinion, as with my huge, vast experience of coaching NRL sides, they were the errors he made. Once <laughs> again, if Michael Morgan is playing all of a sudden, yeah, Todd Peyton's a pretty damn good coach. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, you got to look at the squad and the situation he was left with. Um, I, I just believe, I really, really hope the Cowboys give Peyton the time to build his own squad because you can't expect a guy to come in and just turn things around immediately, especially when you lost your franchise player in the first half of the year. And also, you could argue the Clifford thing, just the timing of it was like, oh, Jesus, like we probably shouldn't have let him go. He ended up playing really well. Um, I, I hope they give him a good three, four years to build a roster. Then we can see what, what, what he can do. Because there are, there are good young kids there. There's a couple of back Absolutely. rollers. You've got Hammer. Like, there's a couple of really handy footballers there. It's just Hiku is a gun. Hiku is a gun. Gun centre. Valentine Holmes, one of the best outside backs in the competition. Drink water. If you can somehow get him into that full back role or you can develop Hamiso quicker. I, I totally agree. And Townsend, regardless of how he played last year, is a premiership winning half. You know, it's it was I think in it was only uh, 2018 or whatever. Where he, I think he won Player of the Year for his team uh, for his 
uh, squad, uh, club. So it's not it's not all doom and gloom. Not all doom and gloom at all. Well, I just I mean, Chad was the last guy to win a premiership in the seven jersey that's not from the Roosters, Melbourne or Penrith. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Which is crazy to think about. Absolutely. I, 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 as you said at the start, I am worried about the Cowboys. I think they could double their wins from last year and finish 10th still, though. Oof. I hope they go all right. I like when Queensland... Hopefully they do, mm. but, um, yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, I'm worried too. Once again, we've just gone through that squad and that's without them having any injuries. Yeah.